episode 48. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller. We're going to go up north today to Toronto, Canada, the most beloved nation in the world, and visit with Heather Ballantyne. How about some Christmas cheer? She's a pinup girl, model, singer, dancer, songwriter, video entertainer, entrepreneur, and extraordinary personality. Dare I say more? So strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. Today on the Dharmic Evolution, I'm really delighted to have with us Heather Ballantyne, uh, my first and favorite pinup girl. This is so cool. So um, Heather is uh, an amazing artist, singer, songwriter, musician. Uh, I mean, you do it all. You're an entrepreneur. You're um, you're a dancer. I've seen your videos. You're a very charismatic woman. So um, how did this all get rolling for you, Heather? How did this start? Oh, gosh. Um, I knew from a very young age that I wanted to be in music and entertainment. My dad's a musician, so I was always surrounded by bands and music in the house. And uh, he used to drive me to school every morning, and he would play all the classics. So I fell in love with that sort of style. And it also sort of um, drifted over into how I wear my hair, my makeup, my fashion. So it just kind of became me. And it was never just music. Music is always my heart. It's my favorite, you know, part of entertainment. But I loved acting. I love business. I love just being creative in general. So, how did you like you? Um, how did you get into business? Like, and what business did you like start with? Like being an entrepreneur, very few artists uh, manage to be able to handle both of those endeavors. So, how did that work for you? How did you get like? Um, inspired to do that? I think it's sort of evolved. Um, for me, I, I've always loved business. Um, my father is also a businessman, so he was very influential with that. But, um, you know, nowadays music is a different business. Um, if you're really just trying to survive on downloads, it could be a difficult road. <laughs> right. So I decided to really look at myself rather than just labeling myself as an artist. I think of myself as a brand. I'm an entire brand, and um, my company, you know, has different silos. It's not just music. It's also, you know, the fashion. It's also the television production side of things. It's the publishing, all of it, and that encompasses my brand as a whole. That is really interesting. So tell me, um, how can we very quickly counsel others, other musicians, because a lot of artists listen to this show, and I'm always looking for little gems, and you just brought one up, like your the brand, like yes. just, you know, how do we like, um, how do we share that idea well, of a brand with people and tell them it's so important, like what is a brand, and just, you know, how do they get their arms around that? Yeah, you know, um, I'm very lucky to know Steve Jones. I met him through my manager, um, a wonderful person, but now a friend, but he wrote a book called Brand Like a Rockstar, which I think is a staple for any artist to read if they're wanting to sort of um, segue into, you know, thinking of themselves as more than just an artist, as a brand. It's a great book. And also for me growing up, 
There were artists who were very influential, uh, like Dwight Yoakam. We, we talked about this briefly yesterday, you and I, and he has a very identifiable look and sound. Like, it didn't matter if you saw him on television or you heard him on the radio, you knew it was Dwight Yoakam. There was no question. So um, that was something that was very important to me. Like, there are loads and loads of talented singer-songwriters out there, but we have to set ourselves apart, right? Right. And that's where the brand becomes so important. So, you know, it's good to embrace your eccentricities. You know, when I was recording with Pete Anderson on my new album, he was one of the first producers that didn't try to take away my natural vibrato, who let me sing in the lower keys that I'm more comfortable in, like a Patsy Cline, you know, for instance. He embraced those things. So I think it's very important. Embrace the things that make you different and figure out exactly who you are. Um, that took me a while, but now I'm I'm very solid. I know exactly who I am as an artist and a brand. Yeah, you know, I get that. The minute I saw you, your videos, I heard you, it was like unmistakable. There's like no, uh, there's no question mark. It's like yeah. this girl knows who she is. And you need to make sure you like who that is because yeah. once you decide and you run with it, um, you may never get away from it. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of locked honest. into it, right? It's like, uh-oh, yeah. I'm stuck with me now. Now what do I do? <laughs> hey, um, Heather, let's give everybody just a flavor of what Heather Ballantyne is all about. So I want to play, um, if it's okay with you, Kiss Me. Shall yeah. we play that for everybody and let them... Have a taste of those ruby lips. This is Kiss Me, Heather Valentine. I'm all alone, pick up that phone, and tell me you can live without me. Jump in your car, I don't live very far. Come on over, baby, and sweep me off my feet. I want you to kiss me. This is great. This is just great. Um, 
I tell you, you just kiss. I want you to kiss me now after hearing that. That's just amazing. <laughs> hey, um, so how did you develop, like, um, the sound is so reminiscent of, I, I don't know, it's like, it's got like 20s, it's got swing, it's got, it, it, it makes you want to dance. As I said to yesterday, I was like dancing around the house the other night listening to your stuff. I said, this is so cool. And I was just glad there was not a camera on me because um, it's very comical. But how did you develop getting the sound? Like, let's talk about production. Um, yeah. uh, uh, most of this comes from you intuitively, who you are, how you feel when you're singing. And when I saw your videos, I was like, wow, this is very, very entertaining. And it looks like you're having so much fun. So how I, did it all trend? I'm having a blast and it's very me. And yeah. that came um, with a lot of thought and, and prep, you know, when we were um, doing pre-production for the album. But, you know, I know what works for me. I know that I'm, I'm better off singing in that lower register. I love the horns. I love, there are different you know, parts of my life where I was influenced by different things. Some was classic country, some was rockabilly, some was big band and swing. And I kind of wanted to just have all of those elements in this album. And uh, I was so lucky I got to work with uh, Grammy-winning producer Pete Anderson. So we had a really in-depth pre-production session or two, and um, he really got me. He just got me. He got what I was all about. He, um, He really liked the challenge of, you know, He's like, I don't know. No one does steel and horns. And I said, well, yeah. I want to. I want to do that. You know, I know it's not the norm, but why does that matter? And it was a little bit of a battle, you know, with him and I. I, I really tried to pick my battles with Pete. <laughs> but, um, that was one that I, I ended up, you know, getting him to uh, agree with. And and once we did it, we decided this is really kind of my signature thing. So it worked out. That was... um. What struck me immediately was, you know, the steel guitar and the horns, because I kept saying, what is that sound? It's so different. It's so yeah. unique and so original, you know, and it, it fits your music like a glove. It's just awesome. Thank you. Hey, tell me about, um, Heather, a little bit about, you also did like modeling. Um, you know, you're obviously, you, you, you're a dancer too, right? Yes. Well, I grew up dancing. I took dance for years and I, I did a lot of musical theater in university, which, you know, it comes across when, when I record. And that's another thing that people were always like, oh, you got to get rid of that if you're going to be a recording artist. And I thought, why? You know, with shows like Glee and artists like Michael Buble, I think it's okay. Yeah. Uh, let that shine through. But yeah, the modeling was something I always did as well. Um, when I was very young, I got hired for Catalina Swimwear. I started doing campaigns for them, and um, it was never my focus, like my number one, but it was just another thing, you know, in my arsenal, so it it was great to have. Um, I always worked when I lived in L.A., which I was very lucky because I was never just starving with no work, you know, I was working all the time, whether it was music or acting or modeling, so... um, you know, when I moved to Toronto and I decided to do this record with Pete, we just, we really tried to capture all of those sides of me, you know, and think, this music is you, you can, you can do really fun live shows with your 11-piece band and dance and, right. and show that whole other side of you. So it really is great for me because I'm at home, but also for the audience because it makes for such a fun live show. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, it looks like you're having a blast up there. And so tell me, was the move to Toronto uh, specifically to work with Pete and be in that environment? Or did you just want a a lifestyle change? Or was it a combination of both? It's very funny. Pete lives in Glendale, California. And the whole time I was in LA. And it it was crazy because I always wanted to work with Pete Anderson. Like, if anyone asked me, like, oh, what producer, you know, if you could pick any producer, who would it be? hands down, it was Pete Anderson, but I just didn't know how to get to him. You know what I mean? And it was very uh, kind of nebulous. Like, how do I get a hold of him or get him to listen to me or care? And I ended up marrying a Canadian and I moved to Toronto because, you know, I'd always been an artist. So my income was up and down. He had a very steady job and immigration likes that. So we thought, okay, for the first couple of years, we'll just live in Canada. And then, you know, if, if I don't like it, I can always come back to the States. And how random, but one night my husband was like, we got to go to Cadillac Lounge, Pete Anderson's playing. And it was raining and the Gardner, which is the big freeway in Toronto, it was shut down. And I thought, what a nightmare to try to get there. And he's like, you got to go, you got to go. You never know. This might be your chance right. to talk to him. And, and I was like, all right, fine. You know, so we went and then he kept elbowing me to go talk to him. So that night, thank God, I got up and I, I went up and introduced myself and talked to Pete and um, he asked me for an album, and my now manager was sitting right next to him, and he said, you really ought to give it to this guy. He knows everyone in the industry, and I thought, okay, fine. So I gave him an album, and I never thought twice about it, and about two weeks later, I got a call, and he wanted to take me to lunch, and we got to talking, and he's like, you know, I love your writing. I love what you're doing, but we should do a new record. Who would you want to work with? And I said, well, Pete Anderson, and he laughed. He says, I think I can arrange that. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it all started. It was just a random, you know, thing that happened, or or maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was always meant to be, but just see that we both lived in California for so long, but I didn't meet him until I moved to Toronto. Wow. What a, see, it's just having the conversation sometimes. That's all it takes. Hey, so tell me about your writing. Like, um, uh, we talked a little bit about your inspirations. You know, you mentioned uh, Dwight Yoakam, and I think, uh, who's it, um, Buddy Holly, was it? Or yeah. I love Buddy Holly. I love Patsy Cline. I love Roy Orbison. I love Elvis. There, there are a lot of classic influences. They're before my time, but my dad used to drive me to school every morning as a girl. And he's a musician, and he would always be like, okay, today we're going to listen to this. You right. know, and tomorrow it was somebody else. And it was always, like, the classics. I mean, he loved even like Jerry Lee Lewis, he loved, you name it, there was always somebody great that he was playing for me, and they tended to be very classic, so when I go to write, you know, that creeps in, that yeah. like, and it works for me, and I love it, and I think, you know, you don't hear a lot of those changes nowadays, and those, even those drum patterns, and you know, so it's really nice to, uh, to have sort of a resurgence of all the the classic sounds, right, and keep that alive, yet give it sort of a modern twist. It's that high quality, you know, of just, it's all performance-driven and writing-driven, you know, there's no, uh, you know, we don't need to put a sheen of whatever over it. Yeah, I have a very great uh, friend and co-writer, his name is Larry Bartley, we've worked together a long time, 
we kind of laugh that we're like one person because uh, <laughs> he can start a song and I'll finish it or vice versa. I'll start it. He'll finish it. We could literally answer each other's sentences, you know, but um, we've been working together a long time. So we write very well together. And then obviously uh, Pete, you know, he really just nailed the production. So. Well, you know, it's so funny you mentioned that because isn't that a special feeling when somebody just really, really, like you put it, gets you without, yeah. and there doesn't need to be, Many conversations, and I had that similar experience the last couple years with uh, my producer in Nashville. Hey, I want to play another track. Let's play Don't Circle the Wagons. Okay, I, I like this one. This is really cool. Awesome. It's almost like, was that like, a, I feel like a little Elvisy Stray Cats when that male yeah. voice came in. Who was singing on that with you? A little, a little Mavericks hitch. Uh, that's James Enfeld. He, I've been a fan of him for years. I was so excited when he said he would do uh, the song with me. Um, he, he's, I think he won Rockabilly Mail from Ameripolitan um, many years in a row. But um, he was also in the Johnny Depp movie years ago, Crybaby. Uh, he's also a, a very talented guy, and he does, you know, music and acting. And uh, one of my faves. And, yes, he's got a sort of Elvis, uh, or Elvis Mavericks sort of sound, you know, when he yeah, sings. Yeah, it was, it was perfect because it... Um it actually it complimented your vocals, and it's just like it was such a surprise when it kicked in. It was very, very cool. <laughs> yeah, so, well, he certainly has his own style. He he took some liberties with the melody, but I loved it. So uh, yeah, 
Great. Hey, um, tell us about that track. Don't circle the wagons. I, I mean, I get it, but uh, tell me about how you came up with it. You know, um, well, we tend to, especially, you know, as we get older, we tend to circle the wagons around our heart. We sort of start guarding, you know, and we yeah. just that's where the idea came from. And we wanted something, Larry and I really wanted something sort of mariachi and Mavericks and Dwight Yoakamish on the album. So a uh, very, very Canadian Americana. So that's where uh, that song came from. You know, we started with the idea and the title and it just sort of went from there. And it, it actually was written just for me, but about halfway through writing it, I said, oh, we should really think about making this a duet. It could be cool, you know? Right, <laughs> so, right. Hey, yeah. um, there's a there's a track, and I don't have it here, but uh, the Cat's Meow, what's going on with that song? Yeah, so it's the only minor on the record, um, and it, it's, uh, it's very cool. It's fun, actually, because uh, I love cats. I have two cats. Um, I just saw that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I have two. Um, I have a little tabby cat. She was from the pound in L.A. when I lived there, and then I have a Savannah, and he was a rescue as well. Yeah, right. We're talking about you. All right, see that? They know. It's amazing, you know? They just know. You can put them on mic. It's okay. Yeah, so... I, I was just telling Larry, we were writing for the record, and I was like, we got to write a song about, you know, cats, because I, I have these two cats, and they're such a I love the feline energy, and so we called it the Cat's Meow. It's really, I really love the lyrics we came up with. It's pretty clever and fun, and um, and it's a totally different sort of sound on the album. It's, it, it's a bit of a departure, but Pete did some really cool guitar work that sounds very cat-ish. Cool, so, cool. So, yeah. Hey, what's what's the title of your your latest album? Is it Kiss Me or what's It's called The Cat's Meow. Oh, oh, that's the t- the title of the album. Yeah, oh, okay. Cool. The Cat's Meow. I liked it because it was very retro. So, um okay. and it, you know, it it just works. Is so, that a, is that also a single or that's just the tr- the title of the album? It's a song on the album. I don't know that it'll ever be a single. I mean, I guess it could, um, right. but it's the title of the album. Uh, we've been working, you know, Kiss Me, and and um, after that will be Drama Mama and Don't Circle the Wagons for singles. But I think that album, I mean, of course, I'm very proud of it because it's my baby, but yeah. I there's numerous singles on the album. As you should be. Yeah, it's really great. And can you tell me, like, was this record all done with um, Pete? He did. He produced the entire album, so it's all in one, one place. He did. Um, we recorded at his studio called The Nest in Glendale, California, and he, he produced and arranged uh, the entire thing. Um, as well as a bonus track that we're releasing um, in November, a Christmas song that uh, Larry and I wrote. But yeah, he did the whole thing and his whole team. And, you know, he, he's just got such a wonderful crew down right. there of, of um, people that he works with. Sally Browder did my vocals and I am completely spoiled by her, I think. <sighs> <laughs> I always want to work with Sally if possible. Right. But um, that whole team that he has, they just really knocked it out of the park. It was and so- where's Sally from? Is she also from uh, California? She's, she's actually married to Pete. So oh, okay. It's very, okay. Uh, it's very convenient. But Sally, if you look, at, look her up, uh, you can Google her. She was kind of known for the more punky world, you know, and right. uh, did a lot of rock bands and stuff. So um, it was interesting. But wow, she really knows, she knows her stuff. That's and how do you spell her last name? B R O W D E R. 
Browder. Oh, great. Yeah, we'll check her out for sure. They used to call her Louder Browder. <laughs> cool, cool. Hey, uh, talk to me a little bit, Heather, about social media and and the way you use it, as uh, I'm sure you do. I'm just going out on a limb here because... Um, your entrepreneurial spirit and, you know, how do you leverage your brand and what are you using these days? Are you using Instagram or Facebook or all of them? Instagram is probably my largest platform right now for me. I think it's because it's a visual platform. It's very visual and I'm a pinup model, which is a part of my brand. So yes, I'm always posting on on Instagram, you know, whether it's a new pinup modeling session that I've done or live shows or whatever. I, I think it's great. I also use Facebook and I also use Twitter. Um, I have not taken on Snapchat yet or any of those new right, ones. So, right. um, but the three that I'm using, they really, um, it's really great because it empowers you as an artist and a brand. Um, I'm very niche sound wise. I'm not doing what's considered new country. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm sort of somewhere left. Um, you don't really know what to label me as because, like we said, there's classic elements to my music. There's also rockabilly, there's swing and big bands. So, I may or may not get radio play like a lot of other artists. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> social media is crucial, right? To yes. get your brand out there. And it, really allows you to just communicate directly with the fans, which I love. You know, you can offer giveaways, you can offer um, exclusives. There's just so much you can do with social media. We're very lucky nowadays to have that. Yeah, I I mean, I think it is uh, just such a great benefit because, like you said, if um, you have your own distinct sound and people, um, I know industry people love to pigeonhole and, uh, for artists, it's kind of difficult. We don't want that. You know, it's like, listen, I've got my own unique take on what I do and, uh, I don't want to be in, you know, that particular thing because I might write something a little bit left of what you think I am. So, uh, my, uh, hat is off to you and I'm not wearing one right now, but when I do, <laughs> uh, it's going to be off to you. So, uh, can we do another track here? I want to I want to play another one here. And this one, I really like this one. This is called uh, Drama Mama. I couldn't get to sleep last night. Oh, yeah. Wishing you would call. We always end up in a fight over nothing at all. You get mad when I start to cry. Listen, baby.
That is such a fun track. Thank you. I love that. I love the energy in that. And uh, we all know the drama mamas, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that, that song was inspired by me one night. Uh, Larry and I were getting ready to go to an industry event, and I was taking forever to figure out what outfit. And, and he kept waiting, and I said, I'm sorry. I'm just a drama mama tonight. And, <laughs> and then we were like, oh, my God, we have to write a song, you know? So <laughs> <laughs> and you did. That's kind of how it came about. Yeah, it's very fun, though. Yeah, for sure. Hey, so... Tell me about the balance here now, Heather. You've got all this unbelievable um, entertainment chops. Baby, you are stacking the cool on every level. So how do you do it? Like, like you've got the pinup thing going on, and you've got all this great music. Um, what are you focusing on most? It feels like the music to me, but how yeah, do you... Music has always been my heart. That's okay. All- been my number one but my brand is so much bigger than just music and that's something that I had to really embrace um, especially nowadays with the music industry you know you have to have revenue right and um, live is huge for me the live show we've really developed that I have you know a 10-piece band that accompanies me on stage I have background singers we have live horns it's a very fun show yeah I can tell that's, and for anybody yeah. just to interject here um Check out Heather's video. Um, it's on your website, right? The EPK? Yes, it is. And it's on YouTube. Yeah. And it's on YouTube, too. Um, yep. if, just EPK Google it. Our live sort of snippets of, of the show. And then I also have, um, right now I'm in development with a television show that um, should be hopefully up and running by fall 2016. We'll see. It may get pushed. You never know with networks. But um, we have a television show in development. I have a fashion line that I'm developing that's uh, pinup, retro, vintage inspired. Um, So there's a lot going on. But um, number one is always my music. Yeah, for sure. You're like... You're like the new, uh, you're the Jay-Z of Toronto, I think. You know, it's like you're going to have it all going on. Oh, thank you. <laughs> hey, so that's really, you know, I was very impressed because when I saw your videos, and by the way, the video, the reason I'm, I'm saying the EPK is um, you packaged, I think it was three or four songs into one video and, and yeah. did slices of them. And it was so well done and so entertaining. And it gave you such a great snapshot of the depth of your writing, your entertaining, um, just the the free spirited. It's just like you guys are having a ball up there. Yeah, I'm very lucky to have such a wonderful band, and um, it's so fun to play live with a ten piece band. I mean, yeah. songs start in your living room. You know, I write on guitar and mandolin, depending on the song, but um, that's how it starts. But wow, to see it, you know, completely produced and have this, you know, ten piece band with you on stage is just a whole different level. But also, I notice your exquisite attention to detail, the dresses, the stage, yeah. the sets, everything is coordinated. Yeah, it which, comes from the musical theater background. I um, love that. I that, mean, that was like... for the audience. You know, I think of bands back in the day, like, you know, The Temptations or something, where they had the costumes, you know. Bruno Mars has done a bit of that nowadays, and it's really cool. Justin Timberlake did that, you know, like... It's cool to see the band dressed, right? Yeah. Not just show up in t-shirt and jeans because everybody does that. Everyone's wearing a ball cap and t-shirt and jeans, but you can really set yourself apart by those little things, right? Just the wardrobe. I agree, hundred percent. It's almost like you're 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 paying 
uh, tremendous respect to your audience by doing that and saying, you know what? I'm showing up on every level, not yeah. just with my voice, but check it out. I'm here. Yeah. Like I'm the, I'm the real deal. <laughs> it's pretty fun because I've noticed, especially this year with our live shows, the girls, um, especially when they come out, they're dressed retro and pin up and vintage. And it it's kind of cool. Becomes- yeah. It's like fifties, 1957. I love this. <laughs> You know, it's fun. So I've noticed a lot of the fans coming dressed that way, which is awesome. Right. Hey, tell me a little bit about the gig scene. So um, in order to do this and do this successfully, you have to find venues that know about you. You know, you've got to bring the crowd. Everything has to work from a financial aspect. How yeah. did you get yourself to this point where um, you obviously can fill a room? So well, I started by just sponsoring my own shows, which, you know, took a little bit of money. Like you have to be willing to invest maybe two or three grand in a show, right? Especially right. if you have a 10 piece band. Oh, yeah. And, um, and you have to, you know, be willing to take the risk. So I would I would assume the risk and fill the room, pack it. And then the venue would be like, oh, wow, you know, this this is interesting. This is great. You know, and, and I made sure for my band, for what I'm doing, I do not play bars. I play soft theaters. I play dinner theaters. I play festivals. You really have to hone in what venue works for your brand and your sound and your crowd, right? Because, you know, as much as I love to play, I'm very picky and selective about where because my show is a different type of show, right? Yes, so yes. Very important to think of it as a business person, you know, and don't just take any bar or any gig. If it doesn't suit your brand or your style, it's probably not the best thing, you know? I, I so agree with you. You're giving us pearls here. Giving us <laughs> pearls, girl. And I'm, I was very lucky. I spent a bit of money in the beginning. I, I made the EPK and I landed a booking agent who really also gets me. She doesn't just farm me out to any old venue. You know, she knows that like, okay, Heather's niche and this venue works for her. So I've been very lucky to work with uh, Catherine Faint Entertainment. Um, she's been around a long time. She knows the business and she respects artists and that they're all unique so i'm lucky to have her on my side that's fantastic i think you've you've really built a wonderful team of people so you you're it seems like you're hitting it on every level you've got it's crucial you know you you have to have a good team you have to surround yourself by people that believe in you yes and support you but they can help you because you know it's a lot to juggle on your own yeah it sure is i mean we talk about often on this show i bring up the fact that you know social media and all these wonderful things it's supposed to make it like easier and it does but it's all of a sudden it's a tremendous amount of work to put your hands around all of it it is you know i really um started embracing like tweet deck is great for instance you can schedule your tweets for a whole week you know and and uh uh, Facebook, you can schedule. So you really have to take advantage of scheduling. Right. Um, every artist should be posting every day. But then when you're doing live stuff and you want to add additional things in the moment, then by all means, you know, yeah. but at least you can schedule and just always be connecting on a daily basis. Did you call it tweet book? Tweet deck. Tweet deck. Okay. Yeah. I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, it's a great platform to schedule tweets. Um, Just because, you know, you get so overwhelmed trying to keep up with the social media. And, you know, yeah, you can pay someone, but I really don't want to do that. I want to be the one. I want to be the voice. So if you can schedule your tweets and your Facebook posts, I don't think there's a scheduler for Instagram yet that I know of. Unless someone listening knows about something, they can let us know. (laughs) But um, I think Hootsuite because... Yeah, um, yeah, you can. I've I've tried. 
copy that, but I think it's a reminder. It just gives oh, you is a it? Okay. I'll have to ask my friend Sue B. Zimmerman. She's coming up on the show next week, and she's the Insta gal. So she got me into Instagram, yeah. and uh, it is. A, so I'll be hitting you up right after the show on Instagram. <laughs> hey, you know, being that it's it's that time of year again, Heather. Should we play a Christmas song? Absolutely. I think we should. Why don't we play Christmas Kisses? Because this is a a song that's just come out with Heather Ballantyne. Check this one out. Christmas Kisses. There'll be lots of presents underneath the tree Wrapped in pretty paper that don't mean a thing to me All I want for Christmas when you walk through that door Is something I've been wishing for Give me Christmas kisses They won't cost you a dime Give me Christmas kisses, baby And I'll know you're mine Give me Christmas kisses I'll be happy when you do And I'll give Christmas kisses back to you I don't need a diamond necklace Or fancy French perfume Just tell me that you love me When you are in the room Put your arms around me and hold me oh so tight And I'll tell you what I'm wishing for tonight Give me Christmas kisses, they won't cost you a dime Give me Christmas kisses, baby, and I'll know you're mine Give me Christmas kisses I'll be happy when you do And I'll give Christmas kisses back to you Okay, so now I know what I'm going to hear every single December from now on. <laughs> nice job. Thank you. We wanted to write something original. You know, yeah, it's so good to hear that. I mean, because everybody seems to, I don't want to say everybody, but it's very difficult to write an original Christmas song. Most people go back for the classics and do an album. So yeah. uh, your bravery is well-received and admired here. Thanks. Well, it's on iTunes. It's only 99 cents. So if you 99 like to- cents, you can get your own <laughs> Christmas kisses from Heather Ballantyne. So I got another question to ask you. How do I get you on my my wall girl you're the pinup girl yeah yeah well i'm developing a new site actually it'll be up in uh, 2016 shortly after this uh this this airs but um we're developing a new site it's it's all um basically it's 
the behind the scenes world of me as a pinup girl. So you can um, you can see all the photos, videos, and there will be a, a spot where you can purchase, you know, if you want glossies or posters or whatnot. But um, I do a calendar every year as well. I do a, a twenty. I had a twenty fifteen calendar, which is available at Heather Valentine. Dot com in my store. Oh, great. And I'll have a 2016 calendar coming out as well. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And I always donate proceeds from that uh, to charities. So, oh, huh? that is sweet. Big heart. Big heart, girl. That's great. Hey, so tell me, um, looking forward, you've got all these plans. You've got a TV show in the works. you got mm-hmm. all this stuff going on with your retail. Um, I, I was going to ask you, what are you most excited about? But it's probably everything. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, the television show is going to be really cool. I'm getting to work with Les Stroud. Um, he's known as Survivor Man, you know, to the rest oh, of Oh, yeah. The- so, yeah, he's producing and directing the show uh, with me. It's going to be under his production company. So we're pretty excited about that. I can't say too much, but stay tuned. Yeah. Just, um, with the fashion, um, that will probably roll out later in the year. I'd like to start with handbags. So I'm really excited about that. Every girl needs a good handbag, right? Oh, yes, indeed. <laughs> I don't think just a good handbag. You need about 23 of them, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's almost as crazy as the shoes. Yes. Like when you travel, you need an extra suitcase or two just for the shoes, right? Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Hey, so um, Heather, as we're winding down here, let's let everybody know where can we purchase your music and find out all about you. Can you give us, you know, like you just gave me your website. Give it to us again. Absolutely. It's heatherballantine.com. Valentine is like Valentine, but a B is in boy and two L's. Heatherballantine.com. Okay, great. And you're, are you, is your, you, music is on itunes right it is yeah i'm on itunes you can download the cat's meow and also christmas kisses how about cd baby are you on there too or okay no, not but we are adding physical cds to my website heatherbalanson.com the shop so Great. You can it there if you want a, a physical copy and i'd be happy to autograph it Excellent, excellent. Listen, Heather, it was such a pleasure to have you on the Dharmic Evolution. Uh, It seems like you have taught many of us musicians, artists, songwriters, singers, a lot about business, a lot about branding today, and I do appreciate that on behalf of all my audience. And um, all you folks in those 21 countries out there who have been listening to the show, I hope you enjoyed this with Heather. Heather, thanks so much for being here on the Dharmic Evolution. Thank you for having me. Such a pleasure. Well, we covered a lot of ground on this one. Heather Valentine, not only sharing her music and artistry with us, but also the wealth of her knowledge with business, entrepreneurship, the whole gamut. So check out Heather in the show notes with all of the links included. And don't forget, swing over to dharmicevolution.com for all of the content with bios, photos, links, images, and videos. It's all there for you. Hey, don't forget, the download is free, but the content, it's priceless. Coming up this Sunday on the Dharmic Evolution, on the 27th, it's Jordan White from the city of brotherly love, yes, Philadelphia, PA, with some good stories and some rocking tunes to share. Great voice and really good songwriting from this man. And uh, for those of you who have already rated, subscribed, and reviewed on iTunes, thank you, thank you, thank you. And for those of you who are thinking of doing so, please do, because we love when you do this. 
Thanks for joining me today on Dharmic Evolution. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio, video artist, and master storyteller. Until we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Let's do it.